Good afternoon. Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. Thanks for joining us. This afternoon's episode is titled, Peace Be Within Thee. It shall be focused on a study of Psalms chapter 122. Before we go any further, we'll begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank thee for thy word. For David was telling us that he was glad when they said unto him, Let us go to the house of the Lord. Father, may that also be our attitude today, that we find joy in thee, and that we become so dead to this world and the pleasures of it, that, Father, we become alive in thee and, and, and find all our satisfaction in thee. We pray asking for all these things. In the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Psalms chapter 122. Psalm 122, a song of degrees of David. I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is builded as a city that is compact together. Whither the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, unto the testimony of Israel, to give thanks unto the name of the Lord. For there are set thrones of judgment, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. Peace be within thy walls and prosperity within thy palaces. For my brethren and companions' sakes, I will now say, Peace be within thee. Because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek thy good. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled, God Hiding Himself in Simplicity. This was preached in 1963 on March the 17th in the morning. We'll begin at paragraph 91 up to paragraph 128. I trust you find it to be a blessing. David said, I was happy when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And may it ever be with us that when it's mentioned, we'll be happy together in the house of the Lord. Amen. Now, after the little dedicational service, I have an hour now. And now, just remember now what we're dedicated to, to reverence, holiness, whiteness before the Lord, worship before the Lord, and be just as reverent as you can be in the house of the Lord. And now, and when the service is dismissed, immediately after the service is dismissed, go from the building. See, and that gives the janitor time to get in here and clean it for the next time and get ready, and then it's not a confusion in the house of the Lord. And about, I think your place will be cleared out in about 15 minutes after the services is dismissed. Be sure to be friendly, shake hands with everybody, and... Uh, invite everybody back and, and we expect to have this coming week now one of the most solemn services that's ever been held in heaven. We're looking forward to it. Uh, uh, I never dawned upon me to something till long, late, wee hours last night in prayer. I begin to see something. <laughs> so, uh, 
I trust this will be a great time, which I believe it will, if the Lord will help us. Now, now when I said great time, now I'm going to speak on something about that this morning. You know what man calls great sometime is not great. Amen. But what God calls great, man calls foolish. And what God calls foolish, man calls great. So let's bear that in mind. Way ever work. Now the services are long. They'll be drawn out because it's a hard service. Much teaching. Consecration. And I just... A place where I'm staying, the people... Just kind of want to feed me everything, but I said, Well, you've lost so much weight, Brother Bram, and everything, but I've been constantly in service. I got to leave here next Sunday night to get to another one right quick in Mexico. So it's just a hard thing. So, but I'm just trying to let off from so much eating and, and making myself ready. And I'm happy this morning to see Brother Junior Jackson and, and Brother Ruddle and, and the different ministers and so forth around. God bless you all. Now, um, I want to to speak to you this morning upon a subject that I have some notes written here on. And I want to read first from the book of Isaiah, the 53rd chapter. Now, while you're turning to it, I'd like to make an announcement of you that tonight I want to speak on this book, bridging it between the last church age to the seal opening. Now there's a vast gap in there. And before, when I ended up on the church ages, I also spoke there upon the 70 weeks of Daniel, immediately following because it tied in. And I said, now if I ever take the seven uh, seals, I'll have to get rid of this Daniel 70 weeks in order to tie in the seals, leaving one thing open. And that was the uh, fifth chapter of the seven-sealed book. And we'll take that tonight. We won't try to start early tonight. How about me? Uh, you already mentioned heavy? Start early? How about, can everybody be here about 7 o'clock? All right, let's start the regular service at 6.30, the song service, and I'll be here by 7. And then um, through the week, we'll make an early start. And, um, and we, um, now we come. There's nobody loves singing uh, uh, like Christians does. We love singing. We love those things. But now we're, we're in something else now. Amen. We're in the Word, see? Amen. So let's, uh, let's stay right with that. Now we're, going to, we're, we're in teaching. And you can realize what a great strain it is on me, see, because if I teach anything wrong, I'm going to have to answer for it, see. And so I, I must not take what anyone says. I must, it must be inspired. And I believe that the seven angels who hold these seven thunders will grant it, see. And um, now in Isaiah, the 53rd chapter of Isaiah, the first verse or two. I want to ask this question. Now, this is not pertaining to the seven uh, seals at all. This is just a message. For I know that I had to have dedication. I couldn't go into that because I wouldn't have time. But I thought just for a little dedicational service, a little memorial service uh, for this church, or a little dedicational service, rather, then they, uh, 
they wouldn't be time then to go into what I want to say. See, on this opening of this book. So I will tonight. And uh, now this is just a little service that it, it'll blend right in with it. Oh, so now listen to every word. Catch it. And and if you're taking it on tapes or anything, then you stay right with that tape teaching. Don't say nothing but what that tape says. Just say just exactly what the tape says. See? Now because some of those things we're going to understand a whole lot about this now. Why it's misunderstood. See? And uh, you be sure just say just what the tape says. Don't say nothing else. See? Because I don't say that of my own. It's him that says it. You see? And um, so many times confusion, people raise up and say, well, so-and-so said it meant so-and-so. Yeah. Just leave it. It's the way it is. Amen. That's the way we want the Bible. Just the way the Bible says it, that's the way we want it. Just, just like that. Don't put on no interpretation to it. It's already interpreted. See? Now, uh, who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Let me read it again now closely. Who has believed our report? Question. And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? In other words, if you have believed our report, then the arm of the Lord has been revealed. Who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Now, I want to read also in the book of St. Matthew's Gospel, the 11th chapter of St. Matthew. And uh, now you bring your papers and things because constantly, we're, if you don't have a recorder, uh, you, uh, you bring the, uh, your paper so we can get it. The 11th chapter of St. Matthew, the 25th and 26th verses. 11, 26, and 27. All right. Jesus speaking in prayer. I want to begin a little bit behind that. Let's make it the 25th and 26th verse. I believe that's where I announced though. For I had it marked here in my Bible. At that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank Thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because Thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and has revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seems good in Thy sight. Catch those two scriptures. Who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Even then Jesus thanked God that He had hid the mysteries from the wise and prudent and would reveal it to babes such as would learn for it seemed good to God to do that. Now, from this text, from this scripture reading, I draw this text. God hiding Himself in simplicity, then revealing Himself in the same. Now, for the tapes, I keep repeating, so for the tapes, you see, because they're, they're taping it. God hiding Himself in simplicity then revealing Himself in the same. 
It is strange to think how that God does such a thing as that. God will hide Himself in something so simple that will cause the wise to miss it a million miles. And then turn right back around in that simple thing in the simplicity of His way of working and reveal Himself right out again. I thought it made a, a text that we might study this before we go into the, the, the great teachings of the seven seals. Many miss Him by the way He reveals Himself. Now man has their own ideas of what God ought to be and what God is going to do. And as I have made the old statement many times, that man still remains man. Man is always giving God praise for what he did do and always looking forward to what he will do and ignoring what he's doing. Amen. That's the way they miss it. They look back and see what a great thing he done, but they fail to see what a simple thing he used to do it with. And then they look forward and see a great thing coming that's going to happen, and nine times out of ten it's already happening right around them, and it's so simple that they don't know. <laughs> One day uh, a man up here at Utica, and if some of his people are sure, I don't say this for any, for any radical exposure of the man. He was a, a veteran of the Civil War. And uh, I believe he was, I don't know which side he was on, but I believe he was a rebel. But he, uh, he was an infidel. And he claimed that there was no such a thing as God. He lived in Utica. His name was Jim Darcy. Many of you people might have known him. He's given me a many watermelon. When I was a little fellow, I used to raise watermelons down on the river in the, in the bottoms there. And he was a, quite a friend to my daddy. But he said one day, one of the great outstanding things that was ever said to him in contrast. Now, I was just a little boy in those days. But... Uh, in contrast to his belief that caused him to walk away and drop his head and cry. And I understood that by this the man was gloriously converted to Christ at the age of about 85 years old. He asked a little girl one day who was uh, coming from Sunday school, why did she waste her time on doing such a thing as that? She said, because she believed that there was a God. And Mr. Darcy said, that he said, Child, you are so wrong to believe in such a thing as that. And said that the little girl stooped down and picked up a, a little flower out of the, off of the ground, pulled it from its petals, and said, Mr. Darcy, could you tell me how this lives? There it was. When he began to search back, he could have said to the child, what's growing in the earth? And then the questions could revolve back, where did earth come from? How'd that seed get there? How'd it happen? On, and on, and on, and run it on back until he's seen. See? Not the great glamorous things that we think about 
But it's the simple things that God is so real. The simplicity. So it pleases God to reveal Himself and then hide Himself. Then hide Himself and reveal Himself in simple little things. It's, it's put over the top of the head of man because if you say, why would a just God do that? Is because that man was made up in the beginning not to try to shift for himself. A man was made to rely completely upon God. That's the reason we're likened into lambs or sheep. A sheep cannot lead himself. He has to have a leader. And the Holy Spirit's supposed to lead us. So man is made that way and God made all of his works so simple that the simple could understand it. And God makes himself simple with the simple in order to be understood by the simple. And otherwise, he said in Isaiah 35, I believe, he said, though a fool should not err therein. It's so simple. And we know that God is so great so we expect it to be some great something and we miss the simple thing. We stumble over simplicity. That's how we miss God is by stumbling over simplicity. God is so simple until the scholars of these days and all days miss Him a million miles because in their intellects, they know that there's nothing like Him so great. But in His revelation, He makes it so simple, they go plumb over the top of it and miss it. Now, study that. Study it all. And you people who are visiting here, when you go to your motel rooms, take those things and ponder over them. We don't have time to break it down as it should be broke down. But I want you to do it when you get to the motel or hotel or wherever you're staying or the home. Gather together and study over it. Miss Him by the way that He reveals Himself. For He is so great, yet hides Himself in simplicity to make Himself known to the least. See, don't try to get the great because He goes over the top of it. But listen to the simplicity of God and then you find God right here in the simple way. High, polished, worldly wisdom, educated, always misses Him. Now, I'm not here. And I know there are school teachers, two or three that I know of, sitting in here. And I'm not here to contradict school and education and try to support illiteracy. I'm not here for that. But what it is, the people as so place so much upon that until they're even in the seminaries and so forth, they're missing the very thing that God has put before them. Amen. That's why I'm not against brethren who are in denominations, but I'm against system of denominations because... It tries to magnify uh, itself and, and, and educate its ministers in such, such a place until if they don't have the proper schooling and education, they're ousted and, and they have to stand the psychiatrist test and so forth. 
I've never think that it was God's will to test the minister by psychiatry, but to test him by the Word. Would be God's uh, way of testing His man that He sent out to have the Word, preach the Word. Now today we preach philosophy, we preach creed and denominationalism, and so many things, and leaving off the Word because they say it can't be understood. It can be understood. He promised to do it. As we get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for Thy simplicity, which Your Word has taught us that there shall be a way, and the way there shall be a highway, and there shall be a way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. And He said, and "Fools would not err therein." We thank Thee for Thy simplicity to know, Father, that it's without money, without price, and it's not based on our intellectual capacity, but it's based on our faith to believe. In the simple way in which you reveal yourself, Father, help us to not become so intellectual about it or convoluted that we miss your spirit and your the working of your power entirely. But that we just come humbly before Thee and simply, in the name of Thy Son Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.
will I not hold my peace? And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest until righteousness go forth as brightness and your salvation as a lamp that burneth. And all the nation shall see thy righteousness and all the kings thy glory. And thou hast been called by a new name which the mouth of the Lord has named Thou art the crown of glory in the hand of the Lord and a royal diadem in the hand of the Lord. Thou hast no more be termed forsaken, neither thy land be termed desolate. But I call thee Hephzibah and thy land Beulah, for I the Lord delighted in thee and thy land 